Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. <clears throat> We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest William Yateman. He's a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We're talking about some of the things that are going on on Capitol Hill. Dr. Marilyn Singleton is an anesthesiologist. Uh, she's written a column in uh, Real Clear Health about uh, how states can save and take the lead on lowering health costs. We'll also visit with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture, and author of many books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. His column in Newsmax is Strengthened China-Russia Alliance Threatening U.S. Influence. Boy, is that true. Look forward to speak to him about that. It is March the 31st, the last day of March. And on this day in 1889, the Eiffel Tower was dedicated in Paris at a ceremony presided over by Gustave Eiffel, the tower's designer, and attended by French Prime Minister Pierre Tirard, a handful of dignitaries and 200 construction workers. In 1889, to honor the centenary of the uh, French Revolution, the French government planned an international exposition, announced a design competition for a monument to be built on the uh, uh, central Paris. Out of more than 100 designs submitted, the uh, Centennial Committee chose Eiffel's plan, for an open lattice wrought uh, iron tower that would reach almost a thousand feet above Paris and would be the world's tallest man-made structure. Eiffel, a noted bridge builder, was a master of metal construction and designed the framework of the Statue of Liberty that had recently been erected in New York Harbor. Eiffel's tower was greeted with skepticism from critics who argued that it would be structurally unsound and indignation from others who thought it would be an eyesore in the heart of Paris. Unperturbed, Eiffel completed his great tower under budget in less than two years. <clears throat> Only one worker lost his life during construction, which at the time was <clears throat> pretty remarkable, lowering, uh, a low casualty number for a pr project of that magnitude. The light, airy structure was all uh, uh, accounts a technological wonder and within a few decades became regarded as an architectural masterpiece. The Eiffel Tower is 984 feet tall and consists of iron framework supported by four masonry piers from which rise four columns that unite in, into a single vertical tower. Platforms uh, with each observation deck are at three levels. Uh, elevators ascend the piers on a curve and the Eiffel uh, contracted the Otis Elevator Company on the United States to design the tower's famous glass, ga uh, glass cage elevators. The elevators were not completed until March 31, 1889. However, so uh, Gustave Eiffel ascended the tower stairs with a few hardy companions and raised an enormous French tricolor of uh, structures on the uh, flagpole. Fireworks were then set off from the second platform. Eiffel and his party descended and the architect uh, addressed the guest of about 200 workers. In early May, the Paris International Exposition opened, and the tower served as the entrance gateway to the Grand Fair. The Eiffel Tower remained the world's tallest man-made structure until the completion of the Chrysler Building in New York in 1930. 
International Exposition's 20-year lease on the land expired in 1909, but its value as an antenna for radio transmission saved the tower. It remains largely unchanged today as one of the world's premier tourist attractions. A little footnote to that, I have a friend who went to the Eiffel Tower, and apparently a lot of pickpockets around his wallet was stolen, unfortunately. So be careful if you go to the Eiffel Tower. Well, here's the big news, of course. On Thursday evening, a Manhattan grand jury voted to indict former President Donald Trump in connection with the alleged payouts uh, made to porn star Stormy Daniels. The federal indictment was filed under seal by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and is set to be announced in the coming days, four sources familiar with the matter told the New York Times. At that point, prosecutors working under District Attorney uh, Alvin Bragg will have asked for Trump's surrender and face arraignment for the uh, current unclear charges. Uh, Since uh, January, Bragg's office has been presenting evidence of Trump's involvement in a $130,000 payment to Daniels made by the lawyer Michael Cohen. In a letter released earlier this month, dated February the 8th, uh, 2018, it was stated that Cohen, who paid Daniels $130,000 out of his own pocket, neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford, the letter read, uh, Ms. Clifford being her non-stage name, and neither reimbursed uh, Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Cohen's team was, uh, went on to explain that neither Mr. Cohen nor Essential Consultants, LLC, made any kind of uh, in-kind contributions to Donald J. Trump for president or any other presidential committee, nor was Cohen a government employee at the time. In the event that Trump does not surrender, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has said, I have no interest in getting involved in some of the type of manufactured circus by some uh, Soros DA, okay? He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. On Thursday morning, it was revealed that Manhattan prosecutor also is looking to an alleged $150,000 payment made to a former Playboy model who claimed to have had an affair with the former president. This sounds just like the uh, uh, senior at uh, in college and uh, the quarterback, and now he's going to get a big contract. So all of a sudden, all these folks come out of the out of the closet <clears throat> to uh, make claims. Well, this is this is similar. The grand jury was questioned about Carol McDougal, Playboy magazine's Playmate of the Year in 1998, who alleged she had a 10-month affair with Trump in 2006. According to the New York Times, Trump said the former president, 2024 candidate, is is at Mar-a-Lago absorbing this information. Several people close to the president said that Trump aides were caught off guard with the indictment occurring today. That was yesterday. On Wednesday, it's reported that the grand jury would not hear evidence for the rest of the week. It is In a statement following the indictment, Cohen said, For the first time in our country's history, a president, current or former, the United States has been indicted. I take no pride in issuing this statement and wish to remind everyone of the presumption of innocence as provided by the uh, due process clause. However, I do take solace in validating the ad- adage that no one is above the law, not even a former president. Today, indictment is, today's indictment is not the end of the chapter, but rather just the beginning. Now the charges have been filed, and it's better for the case to let the indictment speak for itself. The two things I wish to say at this time is that accountability matters, and I stand by my testimony and the evidence I've provided to the uh, district attorney. 
Uh, well, there's a couple of reactions here. Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, said Thursday night his chamber was will hold Alvin Bragg to account for an unprecedented abuse of power, saying the Manhattan District Attorney's unprecedented indictment of the former President Donald Trump has irreparably damaged our country. And despite his indictment, former President Trump can be continue his uh, 2024 campaign for president and serve in office if he wins, even if he's in jail. The Constitution does not contain any provision barring someone who has been indicted or even convicted from becoming uh, a president. Renowned civil liberties lawyer uh, Alan Dershowitz, a Democrat who broke party ranks to defend Trump in the first impeachment trial, criticized the decision to indict Trump, the worst Weakest, most abusive case of prosecutorial indiscretion in my 60 years of practicing law, he said. I have never seen a weaker case. I have never seen a case that would be so easy to win if a person's name were not Donald Trump and the city were not New York. There's a risk he could lose with some of the 12 jurors in the New York who will be terrified to come home to tell their family and friends and say we were acquitted Trump. And so this is the most abusive case I've ever seen, said Dershowitz. Dershowitz said the case violates due process in every way, adding that the statutes are inapplicable and the statute of limitations has expired, he said. Trump is the first former president to be indicted. His arraignment is expected to take place next week, perhaps on Tuesday. Key Republican lawmakers and leaders, even critics and rivals of Trump, including all of his declared opponents for the party's 2024 presidential nomination, have rallied behind the former president following a Manhattan grand jury's uh, unprecedented vote to indict him. Uh, uh, As we mentioned earlier, Florida uh, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis said uh, uh, he's not yet, of course, uh, declared that he's running, but he's also saying it's un-American and, indict, uh, and indicated that his state would not aid in Trump's extradition should he not, uh, uh, should he not show up in New York. The weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head, DeSantis tweeted. It's un-American. It certainly is. The Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse, excuse criminal misconduct, yet now he's stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in any extradition request given the uh, questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Others made similar statements like Mike Pence, Ramaswamy, uh, Yonkin, uh, the uh, governor of uh, Virginia, and uh, Nikki Haley, they all condemned, uh, condemned the indictment. And then, of course, President, former, former President Donald Trump had something to say about it. On Thursday, he reacted furiously to the report that a grand jury had voted to recommend charges against him. Uh, the indictment remains under seal, and the exact charges remain unclear, but a source with direct knowledge of the matter has confirmed that uh, the grand jury voted in favor of the charges. The uh, Democrats have lied. They've uh, Democrats have lied and cheated and stolen in their obsession with getting to trying to get Trump. But now they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. He said, "Never before in our nation's history has this been done." The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign. But weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before, ever, he said. 
Trump has repeatedly labeled the case, as well as numerous other investigations against him as political witch hunt. In the uh, Thursday statement, he said he believed the, this case would be backfire massively on Joe Biden. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace, he continued. The American people will realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it, he insisted. So our movement and our party, united and strong, will first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we'll go on to defeat Joe Biden, and we're going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. And you just think about the, the situation that he found himself in, being indicted. Uh, this would be so intimidating and so difficult for most human beings to deal with. And yet, Pres President, ex-President Trump uh, is very strong and uh, makes himself uh, uh, and his, his opinions known. Uh, we miss President Donald Trump. And in any event, uh, he will withstand this. And as he says, they're not coming uh, for me. They're, I'm uh, in the way. They're coming for you. And he's so right. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with William Yateman. He is a senior legal, legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambos says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, you should know that most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. And you want to be able to travel with confidence and security. And you should visit internationalhealthplans.com and find out how inexpensive international travel insurance is is internationalhealthplans.com. <clears throat> Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Dr. Marilyn Singleton. She's an anesthesiologist. Right now we have with us William Yateman, Senior Legal Fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure. Tell us about the Pacific Legal Foundation. You bet. Uh, we're a legal nonprofit, <clears throat> and we defend Americans for free from government abuse. There's a lot of that going on, and we've got an example we'll be talking about right now. The website is uh, pacificlegal.org, pacificlegal.org. So yesterday afternoon, unbelievably, this uh, uh, the president, former president of the United States was indicted by the district attorney of New York. What are your thoughts? Ooh, Nelly. Um, so we spoke about this last week. Um, the, the indictment is still sealed, but there are numerous reports out there about its contents. And, um, and this is the first ever criminal prosecution of a president or ex-president, so it's unprecedented in that manner. And if the media reports are true, the underlying charges are unprecedented as well. Um, so we spoke about this last week. Uh, in essence, Bragg is, uh, or New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg, is bootstrapping uh, federal uh, campaign finance felony charges onto a state misdemeanor uh, business filing or charge related to hush money payments to uh, uh, someone who Trump allegedly had an affair with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a circuitous way of saying unprecedented charges for uh, an unprecedented act, as we spoke about last week, um, these, this combination of charges has been called legally pathetic by one George Washington University law uh, professor. Um, it will be an uphill battle. I mean, in essence, or for Bragg, that is, um, he is relying upon Trump, former, uh, Trump organization attorney, this Cohen gentleman who has lied, uh, who's on the record lying before. And I guess the other star witness would be an adult film actress. So that's not the most uh, reliable witness list, if you will. Um, And there's also a very high burden of scienter, which is just a a legal term for um, they've got to prove intent on behalf of Trump. Um, But setting aside the uphill climb, the bird's eye view um, is that no one else would have been prosecuted under these charges except for Trump. Um, And it's certainly no Democrat would have been charged um, under this combination of, of, under this legal theory, if you will. Um, and it's very, you know, last week, last Friday, called it Stalinist. <clears throat> and uh, I do think it, it has that uh, tint to it, alas. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, uh, uh, this is a very political prosecution. And it is, uh, uh, one wonders, you know, after a four-year investigation, as a practical matter, whether or not there's bigger fish to fry in New York 
Um, but yeah, more broadly as a constitutional matter, it's just uh, it should outrage us all when courts are so transparently usurped for political purposes. What's interesting to me right now is that uh, it used to be that when people uh, did this type of stuff, they tried to hide it. <laughs> now, the Democrat <laughs> Party is so brazen right now that they're just uh, going out and committing these acts with no regard to public opinion. In my, you know, it's the way it looks to me. And uh, you know, I, they did throw in another. Apparently, there's a 1998 uh, Playmate of the Year that's uh, made some accusations saying there was a hundred fifty thousand dollar payment. So, <clears throat> any event. Uh, and Cohen, actually, he said, you know what? I, I was never repaid by Trump. I was uh, never reimbursed for the 130000 I took it out of my own. I, I borrowed the money myself and uh, so my wife wouldn't find out. That, oh, and he, he basically said that Trump didn't know about it and never repaid it. So uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how they indict him for it. Well, shoot. Just to pull on one thread that you noted about how uh, there's no, there seems to be no shame among uh, Trump's political opponents regarding the nature of this prosecution. I, I, I urge your listeners to please check out Politico online, uh, an online D.C.-based newspaper. But it's got um, among the headlines an article by a former uh, 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 district attorney under, I believe, the Obama administration, prominent Democrat, mm-hmm. whose name eludes me. Um, but the title of the article says it all. Um, you know, yes, the, the, something to the effect of this is a witch, witch hunt. So what? And then it's 800 words explaining how, even though, yes, this is a singular prosecution, um, wholly political, you know, in motivation, um, that it doesn't matter. That's right. You know, there's bigger fish to fry in terms of getting Trump. So that sort of attitude, um, very troubling, especially when it's being expressed by lawyers who should know better. Right. Um, but alas. What do you remember after after uh, the election in uh, 2020? And I forgot which magazine it was, maybe Newsweek or one of the others. It was a high-end magazine, but said, yeah, we stole the election, but we, it was, uh, we had good reason to do so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, so unbelievable. So The other concern I have, of course, is the grand jury probably is ex- just as much involved in this uh, Trump derangement syndrome. So... If they indict him, <clears throat> it goes to trial. Does he have any? Will Trump have any say about where the trial takes place? Well, indeed. So we <clears throat> will be again unprecedented for there, there to be a criminal prosecution of an ex-president. Um, so there are all sorts of, of murky issues, legally speaking, uh-huh. and indeed one of them is whether or not Trump can have this removed from state court to federal court by virtue of the fact that he's an ex-president. And there's, there's going to be no law, no precedent on these matters. So these arguments will be, huh. um, the court will be hearing them for the first time. But that was uh, the, the short answer to your question is yes, there are all sorts of uh, legal strategies that will play out um, that would perhaps get this out of a state court. Uh, well, thank you for that. I want to, before I let you go, I want to just check up, uh, check in with you and how these uh, the debt ceiling discussions are going. It doesn't seem like there's much progress when you listen to Kevin McCarthy. Indeed, uh, I'm sorry to say. So a little bit of good news and then more bad news. Very briefly, the good news was that uh, Speaker McCarthy this week laid out some broad proposals for reducing spending in a letter to President Biden. Um, Included here were uh, cut non-defense discretionary spending. We can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then here's one, reclaiming unspent COVID funds. Mm-hmm. So there are hundreds of billions, perhaps even more than a trillion dollars worth of unspent COVID funds wow. um, that have been prone to all sorts of waste, fraud, and abuse. But that's a pretty good idea to take those back. 
but there's bigger bad news, which is the GOP can't get their act together. Um, we'd spoken about on prior Fridays about how the, the House GOP had indicated that they were going to couple these debt ceiling negotiations with the annual budget process uh-huh. that Congress has abandoned for the last 30-odd years. Um, this week, they indicated that they no longer intend to do so. They sort of swept that under the rug, but tried to sweep that news under the rug. And that's just indicative of a lack of effort, quite frankly. Um, so they're just like the Democrats in this regard, and the Republicans before that, and the Democrats before that, for the last 30 years. Um, so by abandoning this budget process, they're taking some of the wind out of the sails in terms of uh, how serious they can be at the table uh, with respect to these but that, That's just very disappointing. It seems to me that would be a terrific tool to announce to the American people how they would proceed uh, with a uh, honed down spending and, and uh, cutting back spending and uh, doing the things necessary to get uh, to raise the debt ceiling in a, in a reasonable way. You're exactly right. Uh, yeah, so really a shame. William Yateman, again, Senior Legal Fellow with Pacific Legal Foundation. The website is pacificlegal.org, pacificlegal.org. William, always appreciate your most well-informed commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, <clears throat> we're going to visit with Dr. Marilyn Singleton. She's an anesthesiologist in Redondo Beach, California. She's getting up early to talk to us about states can lead on lowering health care costs. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment 
to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Right now we have with us Dr. Marilyn Singleton. She is an anesthesiologist in California. Just very pleased to have her on the show. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure indeed. I saw your column in uh, Real Clear Health. So interesting. I thought it's really so practical and very helpful. It's called States Can Lead on Lowering Health Care Costs. Maybe you can tell us about it. Well, one of the things that came up with this column is looking at federal government certainly blew it with this massive program, the Affordable Care Act, which as people are discovering isn't affordable, that the premiums went up, the co-pays went up, et cetera. So a lot of health care is run by the states. And one of the biggest things that even the federal government uh, dropped because it was so bad were certificate of need laws. Mm -hmm. And what these are are laws where if someone wants to open a new healthcare facility of some sort, that not a doctor's private practice, but a regular facility, that they have to go to the state and fill out this certificate of need. The problem here, and I think as we're learning daily, is political corruption is involved in these sort of processes. Imagine the company who has the big facility, they go to the legislators and say, oh, we're taking care of all the problems. Right. We don't need another one. The big guy with all the money has the power, and he keeps the power. And studies have shown, I mean, big studies, that when you have fewer facilities, the costs go up, and in some cases, the quality actually goes down. You know, I'm, I'll mention, I think that's absolutely right, Doctor, and uh, it, actually, a lot of licensing fees and so forth, even for people, real estate agents and architects, whatever it might be, it's usually uh, the, the laws are to protect the people that are already in business. They somehow convince uh, the legislatures to pass laws to protect their interests at the expense of somebody who might want to come in and, and start a new business or, or or start a new facility in this case. So uh, it happens right here on the Paradise Coast. We see it so often where uh, there's an application for to, to open a hospital or open a, uh, a health care facility, and all of a sudden, certificate of needs, you're, there's testimony saying that we've got it all covered, don't worry about it, there's no need for this facility. Exactly. And, you know, all these expressions like it, it's the fox guarding the hen house. Exactly. And that's exactly what's happening here. And it gets worse and worse. They can raise the prices at will. Yeah. And it's like some sort of cabal that gets together and says, how can we screw people? Absolutely. So, Doctor, you actually had, this is a one, one case, but you had several other recommendations uh, to, to help save money. Well, one of the big ones in that we've seen is telehealth, mm -hmm. that some of the rules for telehealth were lifted during COVID since they had people locked in their homes and somehow had to talk to the doctor. And telehealth is more than just a phone call. There's these rules for it that it has to have some sort of video aspect and mm -hmm. whatnot. And... Um, there's a couple of things we can do with that. We can keep those COVID rules where doctors could talk to patients 
that were in another state. The general rule was that you had to be licensed in the state where the patient is. Well, so many states, well, why were the United States, were contiguous. And out here in California, patients in California have doctors in Oregon and vice versa, Arizona, Nevada. And so it makes it difficult, especially for specialists or particular problems that uh, certain doctors are very adept at treating, that it makes it easy to get in touch with these doctors, establish a relationship. And some people even say they feel like their doctor-patient relationship is even better with telemedicine because they tend to get more time Mm -hmm. than if you went to the office, not to mention the difference with the hassle. And interestingly, young mothers are a big user of this because if they have children, and a job. Yeah. Imagine trying to juggle trying to get a doctor's appointment and tr- either trying to get back to work or making sure you pick up your kids, finding some place to leave your kids while you go to the doctor. So this would save certainly energy, time, and money for the patient. Yeah. And as the physician, you're glad to have another way to connect with patients. Yeah. I'll also mention, you you mentioned uh, out-of-state doctors. This licensing issue is is a big deal. And uh, for some reason, it's it's another barrier to getting the support and health and help you need. I don't know why states just don't honor each other's uh, licensing. And uh, we talked about this in Certificate of Need. It's kind of the same issue. Well, it's interesting because back in the day, There used to be reciprocity for almost all the states, just like um, with uh, law and the bar that making you retake the test and do all this other stuff in order to get a license in another state. Interestingly, Florida was one of the tough ones, and I think they didn't want kind of an overdose of doctors who retired there. (laughs) So many people did. But... Certainly, it was a lot easier. Now, I'm all for states' rights when it comes to how they want to manage the physicians. Right. We just we just have to not be restrictive about it, and because each state is different, and again, that's one of the beauties of the United States of America right. that each state is different and can have its own rules. But these are issues that need to be looked at, discussed, pros and cons thrown out there instead of um, in almost a dictatorial way saying, this is how it is and this is how it's going to stay. Yeah, exactly. So, Doctor, you also had some comments and recommendations for saving costs uh, through through nursing. Well, what a scope of practice, as they call it, is a big issue when you have Well, there's a lot of names, mid-level practitioners, advanced practice practitioners, PAs, nurses, and states have different rules about what they can do without a doctor's supervision. Mm -hmm. And um, again, this is something that needs to be discussed, and they need to start doing more studies on this. Just recently, a study came out that everyone was saying, oh, it reduces costs to have PAs in the ER, 
And now it turns out the costs are 7% more. So we have to look at all this stuff. Uh I mean, this is part of the problem. You know, these are ideas that are thrown out there for people to mull over and really investigate and see, will this work? This is one of the problems that I just found with these legislators and think tankers that they seem to sit around and pat each other on the back Mm -hmm. and not actually sit down, talk to the people who it affects. Because one of the big things with scope of practice and allowing nurses to do more, one of the thoughts was especially out in the rural areas where there weren't very many doctors, they could fill the gap. And then, I mean, which is a fabulous idea, and then it turns out, well, they weren't going out to the rural areas anyway. So, yeah. you know, we we have to, and again, states are different. Each state has to look at it. And, um, and so these are thoughts that need to be examined. Well, I'll, I'll say that uh, each state can look at these thoughts and style their own legislation to fit their own circumstances. To your point about be, each state being a petri dish of a of a democracy, uh, it, they, I'm sure most states won't come up with, or m- most states won't come up with the same rules and the same ideas. But nevertheless, these ideas can certainly save a lot of money. You had one, and it doesn't come to mind right now for me. But you had one other thought or one other idea. Oh, <laughs> I'm that, sitting here. It doesn't thinking. come to your mind either. <laughs> I, I know. Whatever. Maybe it was a thought at, at, at the bottom of the list. Oh, I apologize. No, no worries. No worries, Dr. Uh, Marilyn Singleton. I just encourage our listeners to uh, go to Real Clear Health uh, uh, on the website, Real Clear Health, and take a look at uh, Dr. Marilyn uh, Singleton's column. It's called States Can Lead on Lowering Healthcare Costs. Very good and practical ideas to lower the cost of medicine uh, and healthcare here in the United States. Doctor, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Thank you. 
Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website DignityMemorial.com. That's www.DignityMemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can get tickets now. In fact, what's playing right now is Barefoot in the Park. It's running through April the 16th. I talked to some friends that have been to the show. We're going this week. And, uh, yeah, they're just raving about it. It's a great musical and a lot of fun and very entertaining. So Barefoot at the Park at in the Park by Neil Simon uh, playing at Gulf Shore Playhouse. You can go to the website golfshoreplayhouse.org, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Well, the GOP-led House passed the Lower Energy Costs Act, which uh, GOP leaders have said is aimed at combating President Biden's war on American energy by nixing presidential uh, permits for certain energy projects, among other policy changes. <clears throat> the legislation was introduced by House Majority Leader Rip uh, 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 Steve Scalise, a member of the Natural Resources Committee. The bill passed 225 to 204, with four Democrats voting with Republicans and one Republican voting against it. The legislation focused on lowering energy costs by increasing American energy production, exports, infrastructure, and critical minerals processing by promoting transparency, accountability, permitting, and the production of American resources, and by improving water quality uh, certification and energy projects. This is a great idea. And uh, my guess is if it gets to the president's desk, it gets through the Senate and gets to the president's desk, he'll probably veto it. It's a great idea, though. We have, you know, we have just great resources under our 
run under the ground, and we could certainly lower our energy costs. But the ideas with, involved with climate change and all the things that they're trying to accomplish right now, they, for, first of all, make no sense. As I've said before on the show, carbon dioxide is, a, is plant food. It actually uh, is used in the process of photosynthesis, and with more carbon dioxide, it just makes the earth more green and flush. And so the whole notion of uh, trying to get rid of carbon dioxide uh, makes no sense whatsoever. Well, a caravan of more than 1,000 migrants crossed illegally into El Paso uh, yesterday uh, as chaos erupted in recent days on the Mexican side of Juarez. Agents apprehended the group, which was mostly comprised of Venezuelans, uh, uh, and uh, El Paso Border Patrol Chief Anthony Good said late on Thursday, the incident follows chaos in Juarez, where nearly 40 migrants died Monday uh, in a shelter fire. <clears throat> Which So apparently there's uh, something going on in Mexico uh, that is uh, scaring these people and uh, threatening these people. So that's uh, why they decided to do, come across illegally. But it's uh, we have to do something about the border, the southern border. It's just absolutely wrong what's going on in Mayorkas, Hopefully, is uh, he's going to be uh, somehow called to task uh, and, and uh, held accountable for what's going on. Well, there's a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system. The head of the Pentagon's Unified Aerial Phenomena Research Office noted in a report on uh, shared it last Tuesday, an artificial in- interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA's missions. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, wrote in a research report uh, co-authored by Abraham Loeb, chairman of Harvard University's Astronomy Department. Kirkpatrick, who was appointed as director of the AARO, when it was founded in uh, July uh, 2022, previously served as the chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's mi- uh, Missile and Space Intelligence Officer, the AARO was established to investigate unidentified objects of interest around military installations, according to the pre- uh, Pentagon press release. Does this sound uh, threatening to you? It certainly does to me. Extraterrestrial motherships uh, allowing and releasing smaller probes And, of course, uh, we've seen more and more information and evidence of the fact that we do have these flying objects that nobody can identify, and they defy uh, the rules of nature and and, uh, gravity. So uh, we need to do something about that and find out more about this. But it's just alarming information. I thought I'd share it with you. And, by the way, uh, yesterday we had lunch at Lulabee's Diner. It was terrific. But now they're serving dinner not only great breakfast and lunch, but also dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. The menu is just terrific. They've got, of course, their uh, uh, comfort food like meatloaf and chopped steak, but along with that, some great new seafood items. And Chef Richie is just doing a terrific job. Salmon, snapper, and uh, grouper dishes that are wonderful. Also, they serve uh, wine and beer as well. So, again, that's Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Okay, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. (laughs) 
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to get a winning strategy to pass good legislation. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He's also the author of, I think, about a dozen books. Uh, I've read most of them. And uh, his latest is Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. It's a great read. I encourage you to get a copy of it uh, by Professor Larry Bell. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Bob, I always enjoy it. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Professor. And I want to talk to you about your latest column in Newsmax.com. But before I do, I'd love to get your thoughts on this indictment yesterday by uh, Attorney General, uh, our District Attorney, uh, Alvin Bragg, to indict Donald Trump. What are your thoughts? Well, I've been hearing a lot of the commentary on that, of course. And uh, I think a lot of it is... I've been listening to, of course, Fox and Newsmax and mostly conservative media, I admit. And uh, I think it's really started a, a, an inferno. But uh, I, I have, a, I have a, a couple extra thoughts about it that I haven't heard expressed, and uh, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But my, my theory is that uh, this was a... Uh, this is a, a political. This is political arson that got out of control into an inferno. You know, I think. You know, the question is: Is this something that was really orchestrated on a national level? And 
with all the Democrats in the White House and and a whole bunch of uh, can't make cast of characters that think inspired and did this, mm-hmm. or was this just you know a Soros DA that you know, had a you know, had had a mission and 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 did it? And in any case, uh, you know it's 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 going to have irre- irreparable effects and uh, pretty profound ones. And and uh, I'm not sure it benefits. The White House at all, I think it, it puts uh, Biden in a spot because if he were to wave it off uh, as unfair, of course, then he's going against his whole justice cabal mm-hmm. and that's been so active and, you know, whole two-tier justice system. And if he, uh, if he piles on, he... Uh, his comparison of the, you know, the Biden family corruption and influence peddling and so on is it's going to be coming out more and more, which will be a pretty pretty sad contrast to what they're charging Trump with. So uh, I don't think anyone benefits. And I guess if I were my crystal ball says that uh, it virtually assures that Trump will be you know the primary winner. Yeah, and and. And it may very well, I think, with 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 what we expect to have happening with you know the you know the uh, House Oversight Committee now having some of these you know bank records and so on that uh, are and and the Comer who has that committee has said he's got about twelve lines of investigation going on in terms of Biden family you know intrigues. Uh, and, and records to, to uh, trail there that uh, it's going to be it's going to be a really ugly ugly period going to 2024 and and then again I, I project ahead that you know, the, the, this in the Senate the Republicans have a, a big uh, advantage this time as they didn't in 2022 in terms of Democrats have about 11, 11 Senate seats they're going to have to defend, and kind of a reversal of last time. And so, with with uh, my, you know, with my sense of uh, future, that uh, I think the Republicans will take the Senate. I think they'll hold the House, maybe gain a couple seats, and very likely take the White House. And and I think, and then anything that's done. To bring you know the deep state to, to heal will be will be con- called uh, a retribution for Trump, and as opposed to what I think is really more the case, things have gotten so out of hand. We can't believe this is America anymore. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I definitely see that. I, I do wonder if perhaps uh, Dalvin Bragg is not a lone wolf and uh, operating on his own, trying to fulfill his promise he made to the uh, state of New York that he would indict Donald Trump. He's certainly pulling off his campaign promise, but it is it is going to be so harmful, I think. If anything, it's as if he were supporting uh, President or Donald Trump in, in his candidacy because it's just absolutely... Uh, angering, it's making people furious that there's such so much injustice. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people would agree that it's whatever you, you think about Trump, and if you were thinking, for example, that oh, maybe DeSantis would bring some sanity and some 
little bit of a quiet uh, peace, peace to the country, I think it's made Trump a symbol. Mm-hmm. And what they've done to Trump has really, really martyred him. And, and up to this point, you know, people will say, well, Trump's always talking about himself and playing the victim and so on. But I think people see that, no, he's a fighter. And uh, when you think of how, how they've gone after him now for seven years, and, and his statement was really, I think, pretty good in terms of all, you know, not all, but just, just a, a handful of the antics that they've done against him. And the, and the public, I like to think that the public is fair and they see injustice. And, and, and it's a time where, where international policy is such a disaster. And we see China making so many, you know, advanced inroads with not only with Russia, but also with, uh, brokering deals with Saudi Arabia and Iran and, and the and the threat to the United States now with you know our our the you know the uh, reserve currency status where where uh, the Saudis and Brazil are talking about buying you know uh, selling selling oil for yuan instead of the dollar you know this, all these cascading disasters that we're seeing uh, I think I think the people I I sense. Want a fighter, and then you know they say, "My God, we're you know we're being really overrun. How could things have how could things have possibly turned this bad?" Where they're still talking about white supremacy and crazy crazy uh, charges and going after school board parents and and daughters on swim teams can't can't win because of guys right you know swimming against them, uh, you know. I think there's uh I think the public is one hand very weary but on the other hand finally finally realizing this has really gotten out of hand this is not it's not the America that that we grew up with and and there's going to be no peace and serenity until we until we uh uh bring you know bring these tyrants to heel I think that's right. I mean, I made a comment earlier in the show, and I, I think it's true that uh, it used to be that when people were uh, participating in dirty deeds, uh, they would try to do it in secret. Right now, the behavior is so brazen and so obvious, they have no intent of trying to cover up exactly what their intent is and what they're doing, weaponizing the uh, IRS, the uh, FBI, uh, weaponizing so many departments, and and the behavior is basically, yeah, we're just trying to get rid of all the things that constrain us having power and influence. We want the power, and we'll do whatever we can do to get it. Well, they've got a complicit media, and the media will just won't report these things. And, and the media has been working. We now know through the Twitter, you know, Twitter releases and so on that that you know there's been this this cozy relationship between. Twitter and the FBI and 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 uh, and you know the, the control of you know information you know was, was of course dramatically exposed with Hunter's laptop that the FBI had for nearly a year and was basically you know, sh- you know just showing it off as Russian disinformation and and then you compare you compare what they're charging Trump with and. He said, "Well, my gosh, that that's kind of reminds me of uh, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. That kind of, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, 
you know, what, and, but with Clinton, whatever happened with Stormy Daniels, who knows? But uh, with Clinton, we know what happened, and it was in the Oval Office. Yeah. And, and so there's a certain a desecration of our of our of the the nation's you know uh, White House, and uh, and and you know it's it's so terribly terribly ugly. And I guess part of me says, you know, it takes really something. It takes a big lightning strike to wake people up, and and this this country, you know, Joe, you think Joe the Uniter, good old Joe, good old lunchbox Joe, and you see, no, he's he's a corrupt hack. Is is he's, he's, he has a family of grifters? They've been selling out the U.S. to you know, for influence peddling to every every uh, adversary America has. Yep, and and uh, no, this is. This is not America. This is this is not something. This is not the maybe the Norman Rockwell America that that I keep fantasizing it to be. Uh, we're in a whole different place. I know. In fact, uh, the old saying is, "Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger." <laughs> and I guess Trump is going through this whole process of being tempered. Uh, the sword is being tempered, so he's prepared for 2024. In any event, Professor, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. A reminder, our listeners, go to Newsmax.com and check out uh, Professor Bell's column. It's called On Point. Also, his latest book, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. Professor, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you a lot, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests planned for Monday as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobhardnuthotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are, and also a great weekend as well. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>